Well, here we are. It's the first episode of a brand new podcast with me, your host, Ajay Kapiris. I don't know, I don't know about the name. I like it. I mean, the Mother Fantastic podcast, it has a history to it. But just from how it sounds, tell me what you like. Do you like that? I want. I thought maybe do one called the Nonsensible Podcast instead of like nonsense. It would be nonsensible, but it sounded too. I don't know, cushy. Um, I was thinking, uh, yeah, in the cushy category, I also had vanity practice because seriously, what do you care what I think about anything? Um, or then the other really close one, the probably the runner-up was Gourmet Baloney, the Gourmet Baloney podcast. The reason I like Mother Fantastic is because uh, I visited Cambodia for a month when I graduated high school. I just decided one day to go, and uh, it was cool. I got to volunteer at a rehab center, teaching some English, uh, singing some songs, and mostly taking photos and uh, translating some stories. Well, not really translating them. I would, the translator would translate what the stories of these boys would have, and then I'd like write it up and create like sort of testimonials. Anyway, while I was there, I was staying with this great family, the Marshalls. What's up? And uh, apparently, the entire time I was there, I would say fantastic all the time. Uh, everything was fantastic. The food was fantastic. The room I was in was fantastic. The Angkor Wat Temple Complex was fantastic. My seeing World Vision and their work was fantastic. Everything was fantastic. And apparently it was driving my host family nuts, particularly the father, uh, the patriarch, uh, Darren. He was losing his mind. And it was during my last week there that uh, I, I said it fantastic. And I kind of was, I saw an expression on their faces and I said, how much have I been saying that? He said, oh, don't get me started. So then uh, it was the new F word that if we were to say it, it was as powerful as the F word. So then we kept saying, oh, this is mother fantastic. And I hope that that's my dream for this podcast is that it would be, in fact, mother fantastic. Well, thank you for being here. I'm here sitting on my comfy couch watching the sunset. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful summer day. I wish you could be here, uh, but not you. You know who you are. I'm glad you're not here, but the rest of you, I'm, I wish. Uh, you could be here with me watching this sunset. I want to uh, I want to talk about animals, and uh, genuinely, the reason why I thought of this topic was because someone posted on Reddit this video. Um, I think it was titled "When You Put a Tether Ball in the Woods, This Is What Happens." And this guy just on this like forest path hangs up a tether ball, like one one rope between two trees, and then dangling was this tether ball from that rope. And I, I don't know how he knew this would happen, but then there was this like small pack of goats just walks onto the path and you got all like your little goats and then just meh, whatever, just like walking around. And then there's like the big daddy goat. And I don't know if you've ever looked at goats, really. They're scary, scary things. Like you got your screaming goats that are just like, Aah! they just scream like people. You got those goats that are like, every time they get excited, they fall over. Have you seen those? They like go catatonic when you excite them. They just like fall over and their legs are all stiff. 
but they, their horns, their horns are freaky. So this ram, he had one horn that was just growing out like a spiral in one direction, another one that was like coiled around his head. And I was just thinking like, does he get older and does that horn just like push itself into his skull? And like, that's how he dies. But so this, that goat, he was angry. He was pissed. And he just halves at this tetherball over and over and over again. And this, a few things were striking to me. One, that uh, I never really paid attention to goats that much before, but watching this goat, you realize like that's, that is a majestic beast. It had like long hair. And when you look at it as it's like slowly backing up, getting ready to like run, there's a certain like majestic quality to the way that it rushes this tetherball and just like smokes it with its head. And I remember watching like some like, it must've been like Planet Earth or something. They showed like these rams up on this mountain and the, anything in slow motion looks majestic, but you got a chance to see like the hair is like bouncing up and down with each stride and like the muscles, it's just made of muscle. And then when they crack into each other, it like there's, it sounds like a gunshot. It's incredible. And so watching this goat like ram this tetherball, I started thinking, I was like, you know what? If you took time and paid attention to any animal, you would think it was beautiful. Like if you really took the time and just sat down and could pay attention, like you go to the zoo, I'm the kind of guy that can go to the zoo and I could sit at any exhibit for the whole time there if I didn't feel like I was wasting my money. Like you gotta see everything at the zoo. And then that's why sometimes you lose the chance to just sit down in front of the monkeys or the lemurs or the fish or the bats or the giraffes and just sit there and appreciate how insane this thing is. It's a, first off, it's alive. That other thing is alive. That other thing has thoughts racing through its brain. That thing wants to eat and make babies. That thing poops and pees to mark its territory. It's incredible. And I don't think people think about that kind of stuff enough. But so like this ram, I was looking at it and because I just took the time to appreciate it, I was like, that's a majestic animal. Like, and it's funny cause you look at a, you, if you just look at a goat in the face, it's ugly. It's an ugly thing, but so are horses. Like there's some animals we like more than other animals, uh, sometimes for no reason. So for like, for instance, like a horse, horses are ugly. And you're like, no, they're not, they're beautiful. Like I can hear my sisters now being like, no, horses are so beautiful, how dare you say it? Horses are ugly. We, there are people who use, they call a woman a horse and that means she's ugly. I would never do that, but people do that because Horses are ugly. And I'm not saying animals have to be attractive, but I'm just saying we think of them as this majestic creature because we like ride it around and we think of like knights jousting or like cowboys or we think about like medieval like princessy kind of things. We think of like Disney and we think that uh, these horses are these majestic things, but they're not, they're ugly. They got these gigantic eyeballs, the size of like pool balls that look like they're made out of jello and they always are stressed out. Horses are always just like, I mean, I guess that's a lot of animals. They're just like at the edge and you see their like muscles twitching cause they're like flies are all over them. That's another thing. If you're around horses, there are flies everywhere. They're like getting into the horse's eyes. Then, then they got this long face. They got those teeth that are terrifying. Like those teeth, if they wanted to, could just bite your fingers just right off. And they have those enormous nostrils. You could fit your entire hand up a horse's nostril. And the, yeah, that's, a, that's another thing too in the animal kingdom 
is uh, animals don't wear clothes, obviously. This ram going after this tetherball had enormous testicles. And horses are scary like that too. Their privates can just be dangling around. And they're just such an imposing thing. But I think that's with any animal. If you focus on just like one detail about them, it'll creep you out. But if you're willing to consider the whole thing, it's crazy. It's like, it's majestic or beautiful or just so interesting. Animals are crazy, man. But so like some animals we like more than others, like dogs. We think dogs are like the best. But pigs are just as good as pets, but we eat them. Like cows, we eat them. In like the food, the meat industry, we like torture those animals. And we hear about this dog eating festival in China and all these animal rights activists get all upset. And they just, oh, we should stop this horrible practice. Why? They eat dogs because dogs probably taste okay. I'm not saying I'm about to go out and buy a dog just to eat it, but I'm just saying, if I was in a country like that and they're like, their dish is like, you know, like dog suey or whatever, then I might taste a bit because I've eaten alligator, I've eaten snake, I've eaten octopus, I've eaten, and then all like the regulars, like all kinds of birds and stuff. But we can't eat dogs. I don't know. Maybe it's because we don't want to eat predators. I've heard like predators are not always the good thing to eat. Like we like to eat the ones that eat grass because if you eat like a, if you eat like a wolf and it's been like eating just this sort of like, it's just chewing on raw meat and stuff. Apparently that's not as like, you don't want to do that. Except I've heard bears are actually okay to eat. If you eat like a blueberry bear, like there are certain bears that all they'll eat at a certain time of year is blueberries. And if you can kill and eat one of those, apparently their meat is like super fatty and rich and even like purple because of the blueberries. And apparently that's delicious. But like, and if you eat like a bear, apparently that's like on the coast and they've eating nothing but like fish. Apparently they have like really fishy meat. But then we eat fish. Fish are predators, they're cannibals. They just eat everything else. I don't know. The truth is, is it's wild out there. And there's a lot of stuff to see. Like I would encourage anyone, like even, I'm in Toronto. You take like 20 minutes and go walk in a park and just look for wildlife or go to like the Brickworks or to some like park or like Rouge Park. Find animals and look at them. They're so, they're so cool, but they're terrifying. Like if you think about in being in the wild, that's a scary, scary thing because there are no rules. There are no rules. Like I was talking about bears because bears, because they're omnivores, they don't follow the same uh, principles that most carnivores or predators do. So for instance, you I, like if I were to had to choose what animal I wanted to kill me, I would probably want some sort of like jaguar or like a lion to, I would choose that animal to kill me. Uh, because they go right for your neck and they just squeeze, they just kill you immediately. They suffocate you or you, what, you die so fast. They go straight for the neck. Whereas like a bear, because he's eating just like bugs and berries and whatever he can get his hands on garbage or whatever, that when it's eating, uh, whether like it's a deer or something, they don't kill it first, they eat it alive, okay? You can go on YouTube right now and you can look up bear, uh, bear eating a deer and it's eating it butt first and the thing's alive and it's freaky, but it's that's how it is. That is the animal kingdom. That's the wild. And that's it's terrifying while also being hypnotic because you just think that that's the way that their whole lives are. That's why animals are skittish all the time. 
That's why no animals relax uh, if they're in the wild. Like your lab, yeah, he lies down and just farts all day. That's because he lives in paradise. But if out in the wild, it's just on edge all the time because at any second, a bear could come and eat you from the anus up. Yeah. See, talking about animals, this all of this came up of, this whole train of thought happened when I saw that ram smashing into that tetherball. That's what I thought about this whole time. But like, like talking about like living in like the wilderness, the city can kind of be like that sometimes too. So, so the wife and I were on the subway Sunday morning on our way to church because we are godly people. Um, cause we're really good people. We were on the subway and we were going to church and it was super early in the morning and, uh, we're eating our McMuffins. Um, cause it's a holy breakfast, uh, for a Sunday morning. And, uh, I'm not saying anything. I'm just kind of exhausted. And Tamsin is sitting there and Tamsin starts chanting duck, 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 like to herself. Uh, that's not super unusual, but because she was thinking about the character of Duck from Mad Men, we're watching Mad Men, we're in season two, and there's a character named Duck, and Tamsin hates him. I don't know why she was chanting his name, but she was. And then I start laughing at her, we start laughing, and this guy, this real, this character, this creature, walked over to us and sat down in front of us. Now, let me describe it for you. Skinny guy, maybe in his mid 40s, or he was, he told me. He said that he was in his 40s. He said a lot, we'll get there. Maybe he's in his 40s, long hair, like almost to his shoulders, but it's super thin and like straggly, like old people hair. And it his widow's peaks just go like all the way to the North Pole area of his head. But he's holding on to all that hair and he's kind of gangly, skinny. He's kind of hunched over a little bit. Uh, and he's wearing one of those like plastic looking vests and he's sitting there and he sees us, he sits down and he just starts laughing. He says, you, you might as well be eating cardboard. That, that's proof that advertising must work. And uh, this is not my first experience having someone on public transit just start talking to me. They're attracted to me. They just, they just come to me. I'm like a magnet for this kind of, this kind of creature. And from there goes a rant that lasts like uh, eight or nine subway stops. And I literally said nothing. And Tamsin would sometimes toss in a one word, oh, like really? Because we were then lectured in pseudo nutrition. He starts by saying like, oh, I used to really eat unhealthy, but then I was able to change it all around. I'm 45 and the way that I was able to change around is I just, um, you know, take, getting, getting rid of like all kinds of unhealthy stuff, but also uh, unpasteurized honey. It's, it's the biggest secret. You just a spoonful of that on an empty stomach every morning and, and you feel great, it's amazing. I used to be allergic to all kinds of things, now I'm not allergic to anything. And he started explaining how he worked, he cleans up like an old folks home. And the reason why all those old folks are still alive is because they all drink Coca-Cola and that like cleanses their system like Drano. But then he was saying, ha, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't drink Drano. Uh, and then he explains how he also was like a janitor at like an athletics place or a, a gym or some athletic club. And that's why he knows so much about nutrition. Cause I guess that stuff just gets in you by osmosis or something. And, uh, and he kept going and going and going nonstop about all these nutritional facts and things to know. And then uh, at one point he turned to me cause I, he could obviously tell I wasn't enjoying myself. 
I just wanted to like nap pretty much on the subway, which I can do no trouble. I can just put my head down, just close my eyes and I'll be asleep in no time. But he turned to me and he said, oh, you just, you just want me to drop dead, don't you? <laughs> and it was just the most uncomfortable thing for someone to say after explaining, you know, he even explained while Tamsin ate a banana that if you don't have enough potassium or too much potassium, so you can tell I wasn't really paying attention, too little or too much potassium that you'll drop dead. Uh, so that was a creepy kind of then thing to hear near the end of this conversation and right before he gets off Which thankfully was a stop before we did he says oh I also make short thrillers on YouTube like short film thrillers Like two three minute little movies and I film them all by myself and my friends say oh wow Did you rent out the whole town and well the secret is actually you just wake up early enough and and the cars aren't around And so it'll look like the whole place is you have the whole place to yourself and then he told me the name of his YouTube channel and I just thought to myself, I just thought to myself, thank you. Thank you so much. And so I get to church and I'm talking to people and then I end up over at someone's house afterwards and I tell them this story and I say, let's, let's check out his YouTube channel. And we put on the first video it's called Lost Memory. I don't know if you'll be able to find it. I almost don't, I don't want to tell you his name. Anyway, I watched this video and guys, I am now convinced that that man was a serial killer. And that this is the way that he tries to get himself caught because all serial killers want to be caught. Is that he walks up to random people on the subway and he tells them about all this stuff. I think he kills old folks at that old folks home I think he kills them with nutrition. Like he gives them the wrong pills or too much potassium or makes them drink Drano or something. But so I think that's what he does. Or he kills people in the woods because these videos are all him by himself in the woods, black and white, creepy freaking sound effects, carrying a knife in like the first person. And there's all this creepy low voice happening and then he walks over to like a river and there's a cell phone on the ground and then he drops his camera and it, it, there's this scary music, or not music, just like scary sounds and voices and you don't know what it is. And I think that if you go to the locations that are in those videos, because there's multiple videos of him walking around in the woods, including one, the scariest one that I watched later, is him walking up to a literal, like shallow grave dug in the woods. And he just looks down into it and then it cuts to this other thing of him in the woods. And it's all like first person. Guys, this is stressing me out. Like I showed this to another friend of mine and I was like, do I tell somebody? What do you do? Like, I, I have nothing other, maybe he just likes making scary videos, but guys, this scared me. And I was thinking about serial killers and how they behave like animals. Like the, they say that cats are psychopaths, that they possess actually no, like zero empathy. And so I was thinking like, it's like the animal kingdom. It's just, it's just, it's just eat or be eaten. And like, I don't know if you guys know, but there are these, this uh, pair of serial killers in Scarborough. Uh, and they came to be known as the Ken and Barbie killers. And they would kill like Catholic schoolgirls, And they would do it together, like in the basement of their home. And they would videotape everything. 
and they fi- they when they finally got caught, I think they killed three or four people. Uh, he's in prison. He's up for parole soon, but she's already out of prison and was recently caught volunteering at a Catholic high school or a church. I can't remember what it is. You can look it up. Um, I can't. What's her name? Kathy Moholka. I can't remember. It's scary. There are people out there who behave like animals. And it's just a scary thing. And even like today, there was more terrorists or, I mean, they immediately assume that it's terrorists. I don't know if it's just whatever, but like all this stuff going down in London, even today, like from Manchester, then today someone's driving like a van on on London Bridge, running people over. And you just think that these people, like they must be wired differently and have like the worst lives. And then I don't know if all the time, like people immediately assume like ISIS and stuff. I don't know how much of it is ISIS like planning it and then sending people to do it. Or if it's like people are sympathizers with ISIS and then like they like tag, like they just slap the sticker on their bumper, you know, like, oh, I like, they just kind of like after the fact say, (laughs) I guess not after the fact, but like, beforehand say like oh that's this is it's for ISIS and then that's when they go and do their thing but I don't know if that's always what it is so much as you have these people who are so socially isolated they have these ideas that are brewing in their heads they've probably had terrible lives or just like have been socially isolated and then they want to go and do something uh, drastic and then they find this cause or something that feels bigger than themselves that they can be a part of and uh, yeah it's just people behaving like animals and it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing in the world. But that's why you also, like, uh, you can just go to YouTube and you can just YouTube puppies and kittens. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. Did I really? I brought this really down, didn't I? I didn't even think about it. It's just sort of natural. Like, Luke would always get mad at me because, like, all my favorite movies, except for, like, It's a Wonderful Life and Singing in the Rain and The Incredibles, which are, like, all some of my favorite movies. A lot of my favorite movies are just like dark. I guess I just, I think about it too much. I think too much about uh, people. That's why I studied sociology, because people are just so interesting to me. Just to try and understand them. Just try and understand what's going on with people. Why do they do what they do? I don't know. Okay, well hey, I'm sorry. Let's talk about something else. I saw Wonder Woman. Luke and I went to go see it. Our friend Max hooked us up with free tickets to go see it. 3D VIP. I felt like uh, a real baller. We got like, we were right in the middle of the theater. It was perfect. Uh, Super romantic. Going to see Wonderland. Um, Wonderland? No. What's funny is that day, both of our, our lady friends, my wife and Luke's fiance, they were at Wonderland. We were seeing Wonder Woman. At the same time as they were, you know, at Wonderland. Anyway, that's just funny. Uh, I didn't think it was a good movie. I didn't think it was good. I thought it was lame. And uh, it's frustrating that the critics all jumped on it as, you know, it has like 90-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And and people get confused with Rotten Tomatoes. Even if they were to give a movie, like, let's say on a percentage score, if they gave it 60 out of 100, that would still be considered a fresh review on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's not, Rotten Tomatoes isn't that like, this movie is 100% good. It's that 100% of critics agree it's, it's, it's fine to good to awesome, you know? So like, it's not always accurate. 
and uh, I, 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 don't, I don't use, I don't agree with Rotten Tomatoes most of the time, and with this one especially not. I thought, uh, I thought it was lame. I, I didn't feel a single emotion. I was bored. Luke was bored too. We were both just bored. We both like were getting sleepy during it. It doesn't help that those VIP seats are like those nice leathery cushioned seats. But uh, so we see, so like with Wonder Woman, it's Diana. She's a princess of the Amazons on this hidden island. And they set up this whole thing that like Zeus created people. So I guess in the DC universe, Zeus created everybody. So like in the DC universe, it's not evolution. It's all just Zeus made everybody. Uh, so I guess Aquaman is like Wonder Woman's cousin because he will be like, I don't know, Neptune's kid. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know the whole lore. But so with Wonder Woman, she's on this like other island and uh, Chris Pine's uh, like sexy spy crashes his plane uh, in the island. And I'm telling you from like the get-go, there were so many just stupid little directorial decisions just like stupid little things that bothered me. Like his plane flies through the barrier and crashes probably like 500 meters from the edge of the barrier. And yet the bad guys who are chasing him, the Germans who are chasing him, they can see his crashed plane underwater. And then the one guy at the front of the, the German's boat like reaches forward to look at the plane that for some reason is floating just below the surface when we just saw the rest of the plane like sink to the bottom of the ocean. And all of a sudden his head is like through the barrier and he's like, what, what, what? It was all foggy out here, now it's night. So like little decisions like that to then when like, the when the Germans do take the beach of this island and, and start attacking the Amazons, the Amazons have this thing where they jump off the cliff, they shoot one arrow with a rope into the cliff and then while they're swinging, they're shooting other arrows. First off, you're gonna just swing yourself smash into those rocks and that's the end of that also the force with which you can fire that arrow there's no way no matter how strong you are that you pulling that bow back would be able to okay why am i getting upset about this if zeus created everything i don't know but i don't get the rules with these movie worlds you got to create rules and when they're when the rules don't play when they don't even play by their own rules it's frustrating so like in that sequence uh, someone dies and you're supposed to feel sad. The music told me I was supposed to feel sad. I didn't care at all. There's one great scene in the movie and it's when Chris Pine is naked and Diana's like talking to him like, whatever, you're naked, I don't care, what's that? And he thinks she's talking about his dick but she's actually talking about his watch and that was, that was a great scene. I liked seeing their chemistry together. Uh, but then as soon as Wonder Woman ends up in London and it just becomes Captain America meets Thor It's like take a Captain America character who's like fighting in a war But then give them like this Thor plot line where they're trying to They're, tr they're trying to figure everything out and They just misunderstand everything and how all the conventions don't make any sense in like How women are oppressed and how these generals don't you know lead their troops into battle and how and she's just like angry and she's trying to kill Ares so that she can end war everywhere. Uh, that's not a spoiler, by the way. And just from then on, we meet this like troop of characters who I didn't care about for a second, including, and it was, it was like, okay, we got ourselves the redhead guy, 
we have this Hispanic, or no, he was supposed to be from like, where was he supposed to be from? Turkey? Hungary? No. I don't know where he was supposed to be from, but he was wearing a Fez hat, so maybe he's supposed to be from Turkey. I don't know, but I didn't really care. And then you had this guy called Chief, and he was an actual Native American. And at one point in the movie, to signal Chris Pine and Wonder Woman, he, he, they're like, how do we tell them that this thing's happening? He's like, I know. And he literally makes a smoke signal. And Chris Pine sees the smoke in the air and is like, oh, our friends, that must mean this and this. And like the whole third act was just nonsense. And I mean, even those directing choices where like a character would jump like Wonder Woman would leap like in a superhero way and the camera would like zoom up to like a profile of her face and you could tell she wasn't jumping through the air. It was literally her just standing still in front of a fan with some green screen behind her. And there was a lot of that where there was just like CGI heavy nonsense that didn't make any sense. So like there was just like continuity kind of stuff that wasn't just like the kind of stuff you just let it go. It was distracting, it pulled me right out of it. And the whole final act with the villain and the, the thing. Okay, spoilers. I'm saying spoilers right now. If you haven't seen it or you're gonna, you don't want to be. Here are spoilers for the next, I don't know, minute. I'm gonna be spoiler talking. Okay, you were warned. Chris Pine's character sacrifices himself in that plane full of the like nuke level disastrous gas. Uh, and uh, that's how he dies, is he like sacrifices himself. And he's like, I have to do this. Why didn't Wonder Woman just fly the plane? Or go up with Chris Pine, so Chris Pine can fly it because he's a pilot. But isn't Wonder Woman supposed to be a pilot? She has an invisible jet. Maybe not yet. Okay, she doesn't have it yet, that's fine. Batman hasn't built it for her yet. So uh, Chris Pine flies a plane and then just jump out with a parachute and then Wonder Woman who obviously isn't affected by the gas and is invincible, why doesn't she just blow up the thing? Uh, that way Chris Pine doesn't have to die. We don't have to get a fake emotional moment of sacrifice. And then she can go on fighting uh, freaking Elder Scroll Skyrim villain. Seriously, he looked exact. I the whole time I was just I was just hearing the 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 Elder Scrolls theme in my head. If you haven't played Skyrim, I'm sorry. It's one of the only video games I've ever played at nauseum as an adult, and I loved it. But he looks exactly like Dragonborn. <laughs> I was just thinking like, Fufusra! Or whatever the guy says. Anyway. Uh, and in the end, at the end of the movie, it, it's the whole movie is like a flashback, right? So she ends up back at the Louvre, where she works now, I guess? In secret? Like, she's been in hiding since World War One. Uh... Because she only shows up for real in like Batman v Superman later on. But so she's in hiding for some reason? What has she been doing since World War One? Is that gonna be Wonder Woman 2? Her in World War II we're gonna see her, you know, instead of just fighting the Austro-Hungarian and German empires, she's gonna be fighting Nazis? She's gonna punch Hitler in Glorious Bastard style? I don't know. But so then the flashback ends and Batman sent her a picture and that's, and she sends Batman an email. Like seriously, this movie, can, this movie universe continues to turn our superheroes into pen pals. 
uh, and she emails him, I don't know what she says, hey, sexy, let's hook up sometime, because seriously, that's going to happen eventually. Uh, and then she jumps off the roof of what is obviously not the Louvre anymore because it's not a glass triangle. I don't know how the Louvre works. Maybe they got more than one building that isn't made out of glass. But so she jumps, she hears like a sound and then she jumps off the roof towards it into like the sunset. I don't know. Can Wonder Woman fly? I thought she could fly. Maybe she just hasn't learned how to do that yet. Like Superman's gonna like give her lessons in Justice League. I don't know. Anyway, Wonder Woman was awful. I thought it was just lame. Awful is maybe too strong. I thought it was just lame. Uh, it just ripped off Captain America real hard. A lot of what was funny about Thor just took that. And everyone's like, hey, it's the first woman superhero. To me, that doesn't matter. That doesn't make it a good movie or a bad movie. Like, you want to watch him, like, there are movies with strong female lead characters. Like, one of the best, uh, two of the best, are, are animated movies. Hayao Miyazaki's Nausicaa, The Valley of the Winds, and Princess Mononoke. Like, real badass, awesome role model. Well, not so much Princess Mononoke. But, like, like strong female lead characters. Or then, Mad Max Fury Road. Charlize Theron's uh, Furiosa, amazing, amazing. So like when people make all this fuss, like the first female, I feel like that's more a marketing ploy because, or the first female superhero character, what does it matter that she's a superhero? Uh, I, I like, I don't know, people who are more socially conscious, I guess, will think that it's a big deal. But for me, it just felt like a marketing gimmick for a movie that in the end wasn't good. It was just uh, like, I don't know. Gal Gadot is beautiful, but she can't act. She's gorgeous, but she cannot act. She can't. There are so many scenes where I just kept wanting to facepalm like, oh my gosh, this is so idiotic. And I don't mean like in a comical sense. I mean like this in the scene they're setting up, this is not funny or interesting. Okay, I'm not talking spoilers anymore. So if you're back, whatever. Animals. Go look at some animals. Go to the zoo. Is it open? There was like a strike. Go to High Park Zoo. That's the saddest zoo on the planet. I think that's where they send the serial killers of the animal kingdom. And that's where they go and serve their punishment. Because <laughs> the animals there just look like they've given up. Like that's it. I'm done. It's like this. It's like the equivalent of like... I was gonna make a fat joke. I'm glad I did it. I mean, I'm pretty chubby right now. I did my first bike ride today of the season and I felt horrible. I think I did between, I didn't check, but I think if my if my estimates from other times I've done the same ride, but I did some detours. So I think like around 17 kilometers, which is nothing for a bike ride, even for me. Like last season I could do 50K and it felt like nothing. It was just like time passing. But today my legs are burning, it was awful. So uh, I'm not gonna be fat for long, but even while I still am, I don't wanna make fun of fat people. Um, but yeah, okay. I guess that's it. Who did I piss off? I pissed off fat people 
animal rights activists, people who like Wonder Woman. First episode and I'm not making any friends. Well, okay, folks. Thank you for listening to the first Mother Fantastic podcast. I hope you guys have a wonderful evening. I hope you're looking out at a sunset right now like I am. It's so beautiful. Ah, and that's what it's about, guys. Find those beautiful things in the little things. This week, it's going to be, you're going to see a little bird just hopping around somewhere, eating some, some McDonald's french fries that you dropped. And you're going to see just how beautiful and wonderful even the little things are. In the midst of all the terrorist attacks and, and bad movies and, and thinking about getting eaten by a bear anus first, remember those little things. Sunsets, little birds. That's it. All right, folks. We'll catch you later. Have a wonderful week. And uh, don't talk to strangers.